listening to the SLCC podcast series What's on the Agenda. Each episode brings you content created especially for clerks. The shows include question and answer sessions with sector experts, special guests and much more. Learn more about our podcasts by visiting us at slcc.co.uk slash podcasts. Welcome back. So we're still at the 50th SLCC National Conference. Uh, with me today, I've got Shelley, and we're joined by Andrew Malifant. Now, Andrew, you are a well, were a parish clerk in Gloucestershire for eight years. You're now retired, and you've taken up this this recent new role at the SLCC, the Environmental and Sustainability Advisor for the SLCC. And you've been speaking today about um, thinking globally and responding locally. So, Andrew, do, do you want to tell us some more about that, please? Sure. Um, <clears throat> I mean, words like you know think globally, act locally, have been around for a while. Um, I've said respond locally because this is very much uh, something where you need, people need to work together on it. It's not something that, <clears throat> for example, you know, town and parish clerks can do on their own, nor should they, and they've got plenty enough to do anyway. So what I was talking about today was, you know, what are the issues facing our communities these days? It's not just about climate change. Obviously, there's issues around energy. There's issues around food, there's issues around poverty. Uh, a lot of these are, are interconnected, but there's quite a lot of stuff out there. And so we had to look at what are the, what are the, the issues, what can local councils do about it. Uh, I showed some case examples of what some councils are already doing about it and finished up by talking about the, you know, the support that is available, including this, this new role. Um, it, I mean, environmental and sustainability as it covers a, a, it's a huge coverage. Yes, it's mostly yes. um, about <clears throat> action in response to climate change. We can't say climate change too much anymore because it's rather been overused. So I mean, it's the way we tell them is, is an important thing is getting the message in, getting the message straight. So I'm, ca- I'm gathering good practice. I'm gathering sources of advice and guidance. We're publishing them online on an independent website at the moment. Um, and what I was also saying today was if there are, if there are people have local councils have good practice they'd like to share with other councils let me know we've got a format for that um, and if there's information they really need um, let me know because then I can say chase it down um, ask today to gather advice to, as to what people can consider when they're responding to planning applications which is something that all local councils do um, I said you know I would look out I'm already looking out for some you know A to Z guidance on how to install vehicle charge points and things of that nature but there, there will be, be be lots of things so it's very much looking to be a a two-way um, process. Okay, so I've, I've got a couple of things. So how do people get in touch with you? What's what's the best way to, to sort of reach out to you and, and, and have you involved? Is it directly at the SLCC? Yes, we've got, uh, I haven't yet got an SLCC um, uh, phone and um, email address because I only started yesterday, but they, they'll be coming down the line. Um, in the meantime, and she loved me for saying this, um, if they want people to contact Naomi Beebe, uh, the member's officer, um, and she's not by way of being my boss, um, uh, then uh, the message will get through. Okay, that's fantastic. And and 
you were saying, you know, this this is this is um, something you're responding locally. Are you involving community groups in this at yes. all as, as well? So they're part of the mix. So this is not only town and parish no, councils. This is community groups and members of the community. Yeah. I mean, some councils uh, are very early on focusing just on, you know, reducing the carbon emissions for their own buildings, for example. And that, that that's a good start. Um, but other councils are very quickly getting to, it's our parish, it's our town. Let's look at the whole nine yards. Let's look at all of it and let's get more people involved because this is not a one-person job in any way. There's becoming to be a lot of guidance on how you research things, how you audit your carbon emissions, uh, how do you put right, produce and write action plans. Uh, another great way, of course, councils can get um, uh, make a difference is by uh, including uh, key issues in their policies in their neighbourhood development plans. Uh, so that's, that's uh, another way of doing that. Right, which so, of course then get consulted on with the, with the public. Yes, yes. Mm. So, so on these plans, you, mm. you are, are, are presuming in in this new role, you're able to assist these councils that may not have the skills locally sure. to understand how they are impacted by what is changing globally yeah. and what they can do locally to respond yeah, to that. You're, right. They can reach out to you, that's obviously it. now via Naomi uh, BB at the member services, but obviously at some point in the future yeah, directly right. they'll be able to, to contact right. you yeah. Yeah, no, and, and do some work on this. So where do you – so – where do you think the the for a council's perspective what are its pinch points at the moment when it comes to well, is it lack of knowledge or resource um, i think uh, well i'm being asked about good practice i'm being asked about funding uh, possibly the uh, the large pinch point at the moment is um, councils who ha haven't adopted uh, a climate emergency um, statement or are resisting doing it um, and uh, because uh, not everybody in in the world is treating this as, a, as, a, as their primary objective. Um, so uh, a number of clerks I know are having difficulties in persuading their councils that this is important on many levels. There are simple as well as complicated ways in which they can get involved and they need to do it because, for the benefit of their communities. So I think, uh, you know, and we had some questions about that this afternoon, there, there will be... Um, uh, uh, some need to support those kind of things. I've been making some notes already. It's about communication. We, you know, it's one thing about. I've been talking about hardware and software. Um, the hardware can be, um, you know, guidance on this, good practice on that. You know, physical things you can see and all the rest of it. The software is then deciding to do to, to take them up, up on, and so a lot of clerks are having to deal with the software in the shape of their councillors to get them to uh, get excited about it. And there's various ways they can do that. Almost certainly in every town and parish, there'll be some member of the community already doing something about this. Um, so if they do nothing else but support those groups, um, that will be something worthwhile. So the, the, now, obviously, we are aware that, you know, as you say, not every council has declared mm. a, a, a climate emergency. I, I, I know that that is, is, is something um, which is important, mm. you know, to, to, to focus on. Do you think that, again, is a lack of a lack of knowledge or a lack of understanding as to, to what, you know, there's not anything you have to do immediately, you know? Is it this that's that's almost the, the, the resistance to declaring it I, at those councils? I think there are a number of reasons for it. I mean, I think the, the phrase climate change has been shoved down people's necks rather a lot, and so there's a bit of a reaction against that. Um, there are still some people in, in the country, in the world, who are still claim it's either not happening or it's not their responsibility to do it anyway. It's somebody else's job. So that, that's that kind of thing. Certainly providing the information 
um, sort of like providing ammunition, providing information for people to say to their council, say to their members, say to anybody, you know, this is why it's important. Uh, we can do some small things, we can do some larger things. And particularly as far as um, England is concerned, 10,000 town and parish councils covering about 30% of the country, if they all did certain some things, uh, and that would uh, and encourage each other to do things, that would make a huge difference to, to the national um, scene and to the national targets for net zero and uh, for our future well-being. Yes, because you know it, it's the word you, you you often hear people say. You know, emergency is quite a strong yes. term, yes. and I think again that that to some people they see it as not an, an immediate urgency. It's a well, well, we can get around to this. We can we can wait a while. We'll see what other people are doing. But emergency is probably a reasonable well, word for it, it now. It is an emergency. I mean, some people are using the, the word sustainability in their resolutions. Um, uh, so then instead of saying it's a climate emergency, then there's a resolution about sustainability. Um, resilience, local resilience is another phrase that's being used a lot, you know, how we react to, to issues and problems. Um, the, the word emergency is already used at uh, local council level in terms of emergency plans. Um, and at district level, there's a, a DEPLO, District Emergency Planning Officer, who will be providing a, a template for councils to, to fill in. And um, things like providing a, a cool hub uh, for heat waves, you know. Yes, um, yes, because warm hubs are now something that's come along, isn't it? Yes. You know, they, they've come into... Um, the council space where smaller councils that may have a village hall or a community centre or a sports hall or something are being asked to provide yeah. these, these warm spaces, which all come under this one umbrella. Yes. You, you know, yeah. and that's it. That's where it's important, yeah, the, isn't it? The thing is, uh, as well, I guess, is that people have declared climate emergencies and then they think they've done their bit uh, and they yeah. don't actually follow it through. No. So it's learning about what those small things that yes. councils can do that aren't going to, it's not going to take a big yeah. knock on their precept that that's going to get people enthused yeah. and excited about it yeah i've started making some some notes about that i mean some of it can be small things like um you know a, a simple action finding a single project that's easy to do um you know we talk about uh, allotments being a good way to you know reduce food miles reduce plastic thing but it also encourages people to eat healthily and, and and all the rest of it um we might think oh, we've already got an option but you don't have to do have just one you know one of the things that's come to me about all of this climate action as i call it is uh, there's always something else you can be doing there's no you know once you've started you keep going um, uh, because there's, there's lots to go at. Start with something and then you carry on with something else. Some councils are doing amazingly as to the ranges of things that they are doing. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it, it's a bit, bit of a, a slower process to get to things moving. And this is where, where Andrew, you know, you feel your role at the SLCC of, of transferring that knowledge from, yes. as you just said, good councils that are doing a lot mm. to those councils that, as you say, they declare an emergency, but they're not really sure what they now have to do. Exactly. We've declared it. Yeah. And what's, now what? What's the next bit? Yeah, yeah. What's the next stage? Yeah. I've, I've drafted an action plan template. If people want to have a bit something that looks across the whole span of things, it, it's, it's only two sides of A4, so it's not but there's detail in behind it. But there are some things that people already said to me, they looked at it, 
uh, just in the last few days. They're saying, oh, I didn't think about that. Or I didn't know about that. So there's different things that can be done. And some of them are instant reactions and some of them so take longer. And take. that's the thing we've heard today, isn't it? I didn't know. We, you know we've been talk, discussing this with varying guests today, haven't yeah. we? And a lot of the time you hear, well, I didn't know I could do that yeah. or I didn't know I needed to do that. I think these, these you know, this guide, this, this action plan, uh, once distributed to those to those clerks, you know, to, to to take advantage of, it's going to help them a to you know engage with their community. You know, here's our action plan. Mm. You know, the council we have declared this climate emergency. We have an action plan, and we're looking at two, three, and four. We feel that we can do that part of that yeah. plan. Yeah. And and as you say, Andrew, you know, it's those small bits, but they all add up. Yes. From those 10,000 parish yeah. and town councils, yeah. that's a lot of action. Mm. Yeah. They all did a couple of bits. And, and Andrew, uh, as well, uh, you're sort of getting the voice of town and parish councils heard, aren't you? Because I know you and I have had yes. a conversation about you talking Indeed. to government departments about trying to move things forward at a local level and, and, and what the capacity is at that local level that some people in government might not just be aware of. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, I mean, the government, has a local uh, net zero strategy, which is about all the things that could be done to meet their overall target of getting things done by 2050. Um, the sooner the better, frankly. Um, and they set up this forum to get work, get government departments and local government uh, together to see what might be done. Um, you know, what are the obstacles? What are the advantages? Talking about funding, talking about roles and responsibilities. Uh, and they're currently focusing on a place-based approach, which is right right in our backyard, in effect, Townsend. So we'll, we'll see what comes out for that. If you imagine you're talking about a place-based approach, um, there are things that are around an area we've talked a bit about, the parish, the town council area, what the community do, what the geography is like, and things of that nature. That's a sort of like a, a horizontal uh, perspective. There's also this vertical perspective from government all the way down different government departments, there's at least five of them have got some element to do with uh, this. Obviously, the Department for Transport. Transport is the biggest, uh, was the biggest uh, uh, provider of carbon emissions last year. Um, Deluc, as we're having to now call it, it used to be clogged, didn't it? Anyway, <laughs> local government and housing and community. Um, there are things to do with planning. Um, Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy Department who are hosting the forum with the Local Government Association. Um, they are obviously, you know, things to do with energy and, and of that nature. Uh, so you know, there is something that, you know, if there's some funding, advice, issues, obstacles, whatever, in the sort of vertical sense that can be dealt with, we're trying to pick those out. And I've had some suggestions about that today as well. Um, and it's also about each... Um, um, understanding each other, um, you know, what is it that can sort of work on most of it? Um, one of the issues, of course, I mean, not every town or parish council gets on well with their district council for whatever reason. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, so there we go. Um, but actually, we, we have to because mm. there are things that um, districts uh, can do, should do, whatever. So um, it, it's about sometime, in some cases, maybe we're finding a way to. To do that, that means in some cases, uh, parish and town councils have got district and council, county councils that are also their own councils. That's not always the answer, though. The dual hatted variety. Yes, the, the dual, dual and triple hatted. hatted, 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 hatted um, yes. If, if if some of those people have got rather fixed views, it, that, and it's not perhaps as helpful as it might be, but um, I, I can't say anymore with with propriety. Um, but no, that that is uh, can be an issue. Past planning applications, a parish or town didn't want it. A district council put it through anybody, you know, guru, you know, we don't like that. Um, 
this is another element of working together. You know, that particular bit may need a bit more lubrication, um, but uh, there we go. No, I, I, you know, I, I, all these points are valid, and, and again, the the, the, ma the the major theme of the national, mm. of course, is sustainability yes, the, and the impact of of, of climate change. Yeah, you know, as you were saying earlier on, it, it moved from global warming to to climate change, which was a better description um, of it. To you know, a, a, as we are all um, aware now, this 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 climate emergency that mm. we are now. You know the, the the clock. I think we are definitely against the clock now. I, I think everybody has realised that mm. in the last few years. Well, certainly this it, summer. This summer. <laughs> this summer has shown us, and mm. I think globally there's been a change. And mm. I think we were we were talking earlier on to to uh, a couple of guests, and they were saying the 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 charge on this is being done by the the, the youngsters in the yes. community the young are very aware they're very green focused and they understand sustainability mm. they understand why we recycle why we don't have plastic and and again those parish and town councils it's connecting with them and saying mm. look we can help you we've got resource mm. we've got mm. some funding we can do some yeah. things where do you need us? And, and yeah. again, it's messages like this, getting that out there to mm. those clerks to say, look, there are resources at SLCC available that can help you. The action plan you mentioned earlier on mm. and the other resources that are coming with that in the future, they're mm. going to be valuable to make a difference mm. at that, you know, those parish and town councils yeah. where, mm. you know, th th they're struggling to to sort of get a, a, a foothold. Yeah. And it was it was great to hear the new president this morning saying that her priority this year is going to be on youth. Brilliant. Okay. Mm. Um, yes, I mean, uh, young people tend not to want to go to evening meetings with older people. Um, okay. Um, um, so, yeah, how we do that is also another sort of... So, that, so it, the, the schools probably are, are probably going to be important yeah, here. Sure. Maybe secondary. Primary, I think primary tends to focus on it. I know from personal experience, the walk to school initiatives they have to try and cut well, the carbon. it's more practical, isn't it? So it is, I think it is. To get dirty mm. and, and cleaning up rivers and the rest of it. It is. Know, I, th I think primary, primary school like all that, don't they? Yeah. I, I know where I am. The, the the initiatives to, you know, use your feet, use your mm. bike, don't, mm. don't take the car. Yeah. The primary children, they champion that. Not only do they see a reward at the end of the with the, the week in, in, in the sweet you know the, the, the sweet but it's a practical yeah. uh it's something that they can achieve and i think those children again they understand why they're being asked to yes. do this it's better and i think they they realize that it's better the, the other thing about young people is that they don't have those huge memories from the past i mean uh, people of my age and even people younger than me you know what we experience and remember from growing up um, you know, corner sweet shops. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm going out, Mum. All right, be back by six. You know, um, things of this nature. Um, my granddad told me, and his brother went out for a fifty mile. You know, they go out for long walks, and nobody really called the police or whatever. Um, they, they they don't have those memories, and so it's really about looking forward. So, in a sense, they don't have that baggage, um, so that they are in a position to help us define what the future will look like because some of this stuff like emergency climate energy can be quite scary language mm. we need to find a way partly of, of normalizing you know the, the new way we're going to be living but also being positive about it and looking forward to it it's going to be good because and well, saving money can be part of it um, but there has there has to be 
somewhere we're working towards rather than just there's something we're running away from. Do you think the pandemic had a, an impact on it? Because actually we all enjoyed less traffic on the roads. Yes. The quietness. Yeah. Everything. Do you think that's had an impact? It has had an impact. I mean, apart from we're all learning how to use Zoom and Teams and so forth, which was um, good stuff. Um, there has been, and I'm told it's still there to a certain extent, there are a lot of job vacancies after, um, shortly after the pandemic and after lockdown still remaining open. And I think what that caused a lot of people, perhaps the majority of people, to think again, so, am I really doing what I want to be doing out of life? I've been stuck indoors. I've been doing this kind of job. I can do it online. I can't do it online. Uh, and I, I think I feel that quite strongly that a lot of people have been stepping out for a bit and standing back a bit and thinking what they might do. So to a certain extent, yes, that should be fertile ground for, for new ideas. Mm. Yeah, There's a new idea that I heard about the other day, apparently, which is <clears throat> uh, from America. It's called a bike bus. Instead of sort of walking to school or driving to school, uh, get some responsible adults to lead a, a sort of bike crocodile so that they have a route. And they, people get, get kids at the garden gate and they all cycle safely into the school um, together and then cycle back again. I'm not sure how many, many places in this country do that yet. And of course, it won't fit everybody's geography. Um, but, you know, if there are safe routes from, safer say, certain housing states, the local school, yeah, could be could be an, a, another option it, yeah it's those options isn't it to, yeah. to provide that to those community to those yeah. community groups to those schools to say look you could do this yeah and, yeah. and again have the local councils promote that as you say part mm. of the plan mm. you know have you considered this for you know groups in your in your community it's, it's all going to make a difference yeah yeah schools are also quite big on planting tree planting things like that they love that and so councils of course i mean everybody, the queen's green canopy do you remember yeah. that was a that was Indeed. a hugely yeah. popular project still yeah. going on isn't it during yeah. the course of the year well we used to have um, plant a tree in 73 plant some more in 74 now we can do plant a tree in 23 plant some more in 24 um i'm just waiting for that one to come out again <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it, it's it, sometimes it's, you know, without being too banal about it, some, sometimes some of this catchy stuff can, can catch on. Um, there we are. And I, I do. I think the, ch the ch yeah, as you were saying, that you know, the, 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 those little ditties, that's what the kids like, isn't it? Mm. You know, they know what they're doing. But again, as, as, as Shelley said, with the, with, with the, with the Queen's Canopy, um, that's still ongoing. You know, the, the, the Woodland Trusts have been providing, you know, the right trees for the right locations for, you know, you know where they are needed most. And, and it's again, it's it's easy then for children to get involved in a project like that. Mm. And with support from the council, because the council's the major landowner, really, isn't it? Wherever you go, the council probably has the most green land Dotted the larger, about the larger councils, not necessarily parish councils. Parishes they're don't not always mm. owners. Of no, the they're owners. not. But, mm. but the, the, the council as, as, as the group tend to be mm. the people that have the mm. land, don't they? You know that uh, with the canopy. I, I again, I you know, like I know that the schools approach the the, the our, our unitary authority, who are mm. more than happy mm. to let them go off into varying areas mm. and plant some more trees. The children enjoy, as you said, they got their hands, you know, mm. muddy. They enjoyed it, but it made a difference mm. with support from town parish and and mm. the, and the principal authorities as well. That is the sort of activities that will will people will see. You know the the community litter groups you see where they're yeah. out with the with the high visits yes. on. Whenever you drive along, mm. you see them straight away, and you think, "Oh, what, you know that that's brilliant." The, the children in see that, and that's oh, can we go and do that? That's their first question. We can do that, can't we? Yeah. Yes, you can. It's easy to do. It's those small steps 
But as you say, in, in that dec the, the declaration of that emergency and the fear of, well, what do we do? Yeah, it normalises that behaviour too, doesn't it? Mm. It's yes, the it right does. thing to do. So yeah. it becomes part of your life yeah. rather than being something odd. They're not the exception then, are they? You no. know, they are, the, no, they are, that, they that, are there. Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, one of my friends uh, said to me some weeks ago now, um, Insulate Britain, the various campaigners that are going, and, and they've all got points to make, um, rather than superglue themselves to the motorways, why don't they go out and pick out rubbish but have the messages on their on their jackets, you know, so that, you know, there's a sort of double whammy. Mm -hmm. um, I, mean, I mean, I'm not dissing them anyway at all. But <laughs> no. They, you know, they, they have got some points to make. And, of course, uh, government is uh, de declining so far to make insulating houses an important part of any new, you know, development. Um so you know there there is some some stuff to be done there, and how we insulate existing houses, yeah, it, it's a very live issue. I was speaking to the uh, the social housing um, provider in my area where I live, um, and, and they're they're looking at this. But when I spoke to them a few weeks ago, you know, it, they hadn't quite got their heads around what was the right thing to do um, in terms of what would be the most appropriate approach. Uh, in, simply putting in and insulation in, in every house may sound straightforward, uh, but they were—they were obviously there. Was, there are financial implications for them as well. They were looking at. It. So I haven't. I probably time I rang them up again and find out what secret conclusion they've come to. Some neighbourhood plans are already doing that. Is, is, is yeah. it a, a system called Bower House? Passive house. Passive, passive, yeah, yes. passive house. They're actually starting to write yeah. those yeah. into no, neighbourhood plans now. Else, yeah. Yes, completely. I <laughs> something with house A, it's H A U S on there. Is it Daddy wouldn't buy me a bow house? Yeah, <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> yeah passive house is um, quite a high spec for a, a new, an environmental spec for a new building. Um, yes, it costs more to achieve it than some of these these other standards, but I mean it's it's well established and well known. Um, and certainly, if you wanted to encourage people or mention a, a standard that they should they at least consider, um, the passive house is, is is quite well known now. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, because that, top, that topic comes around often because, you know, we're of the age where we remember cavity wall insulation Ooh. was always the rage, was it? They would come and drill the holes and fill all the walls. And, and then there was the other initiative with the loft insulation because no, no old lofts were originally insulated, were they? There was oh. nothing in them. They were, they were you know, <laughs> completely bare and the coldest. But that insulation then came along where you could, you know, you'd get the mats and roll it all out. Mm. That combined with cavity wall insulation. So these, these uh, you know, what can be done was possible but again as you say the rising mm. costs nowadays and yes. the change in house design isn't it because you think original houses were always dual bricks so the cavity wall insulation worked quite well in that air gap but nowadays not mm. all you know that's not probably applicable for a lot of modern housing design uh, or i wonder builds. if the design codes that the government wants right. to bring in if that'll make make a difference on the environmental I, I think uh, well i think two things i think many things but i think two things um uh, the, there are a lot of things that government can do, and certainly in terms of the powers to make changes and make a difference in our communities and our societies, <clears throat> they've got the, the, the biggest uh, leeway. Um, and we'd be very interested to see any, any more proposals they've got. I mean, the National Planning Policy Framework is already very good on things to do with climate change. The other thing is uh, it's great to start local because if we want to wait for a particular thing from government, we could wait a long time. Um, and 
that may be another reason saying, oh, we're not going to do it yet because government needs to do something first. No. Uh, Get stuck in early. And if uh, some of this stuff is more about, you know, campaigning, Uh, I I sit in this forum, they say, oh, it's all about us working together, not, you know, putting pressure on each other. Okay. But some campaigning probably will be required. Organisations like the National Association of Councils have a list of policies that they are they are promoting, um, but uh, and you know the the more the sooner the quicker government does uh, what it can do the better, but let's not wait for them. Let's get on mm. with it. I think you're right. Legislation takes a long time to change, yeah. to amend, to new, create mm. new legislation. But you have to have a campaign group, an interest group, yeah. inside there poking away all the time. Yeah. And you won't get it through. The last time I was involved in anything like that was um, when I was still, uh, before I'd done my knee and I was still Morris dancing. And um, the new licensing act was coming in. And that showed to me how the different government departments have very different cultures. Because the original um, draft of that act department um, came out of the Home Office and was pretty draconian. And if you were a local primary school wanting to do a nativity play in your local church, you would have had to apply for a licence. Yeah? So that that was eventually changed. Uh, and then the, the Department of Culture, Media and Sport took over. But yes, there was a lot of campaigning about it, a lot of uh, this, that and the other, a lot of airplay, people singing songs outside the Parliament and so forth. Uh, and when it, And I was told that when it, the final version, when it finally went through, in the last few days, almost in the last fortnight, there was some sort of deal struck with the Lib Dem peers in the House of Lords in order to sort of finally get its path through. Um, I don't know any more details than I've just said, um, but this is all going back to your point, Shelley, about things can take a while. Um, and I think perhaps if we all knew ex- all the, the conundrums that go on, the, the discussions that go on behind um, closed doors, we might be appalled. But the, there is a time. There's, a, there's an Act of Parliament on the well-being of future generations. Uh, this was established for Wales in 2015. And all the public bodies in Wales, there's about social, economic, environmental and, and cultural well-being. And all these public bodies, and even down to community councils, have to report on their on that every year. So it's not just something that's passed into law. Um, there's action plans behind it, and people have to respond to it. Now, there is a proposal, a plan, a draft, um, Act of Parliament, a bill, uh, which is uh, beginning to go through the UK Parliament, which would cover the whole of the UK. It was introduced as a private member's bill in the House of Lords. Okay. Um, so it's not a government bill. Um, whether it will get through, whether it will get support from government, you know, obviously they've been busy on other stuff lately. <laughs> okay, who's the government today? Um, but, uh, you know, that we'll, we'll just have to see. I mean, some members' bills get a bit of elbow room and they get supported and they get through. Um, I mean, this is, I mean, Wales has been leading the way in a number of areas and Absolutely. this is very much one of them. Uh, on, we the other thing we have in England that they don't have in Wales is is the, the neighbourhood planning, neighbourhood development plan. So that's you know that's where we are. But uh, yeah, I think it would be, and of course a lot of people. I'm told Rishi Shunak is now going to the. He is yes he got twenty seven. Yes, it was on the news earlier on that that mm-hmm. um, the the their their financial 
planning had gone much better than anticipated and he now had availability to pop over to Egypt to, to we, see everybody we, else. We've heard so much of this in the last <laughs> few months. I mean, honestly, you, you couldn't make some of it up. Um, but, yeah, okay. Um, perhaps some of, some of the veils but of uh, that uh, decisions may be hidden behind are coming more transparent, aren't they? But there you are. But, no, please, he's going. Yeah, sure. Well, yes, yes, I think it's nice Absolutely. to have a... Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think of the expression. A chip in the game, I think it is, isn't it? Well, I mean, the US president's going, heavens, you oh, know. Well. Um, you know? Um, and uh, I think Boris is still going. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I do. I, th- I think they're all going. <laughs> they're, they're all on their way. They're yeah. all on their way and, over uh, there. King Charles, um, uh, as, as he now is, I believe, is he's been asked not or he had been asked not to go of course he's been interested in in this very topic and passion about it for many years and i believe he's holding you know various meetings with people on their way to egypt it's, yeah. it's surprising that the mm. new prince of wales because mm. he has a very strong compassion doesn't he for environmental matters yeah. why he isn't going um i, I, I no, i don't know i don't really know the thing is um what we've noticed, and I'm noticing more and more, social media, news reports and stuff, it, a lot of it's gossip. I mean, people love these sorts of stories. I mean, the sort of stuff that um, uh, you might have discounted or just brushed away. I mean, it's everywhere just at the moment. Um, uh, again, good thing or bad thing. But um, you can read things like Facebook, for example, they're not a two-edged sword, they're a three-edged sword. You know, there's so many different elements that can be done by it. And there are things people call cl- uh, keyboard warriors. Is that a name to you? Yes, yes. Every, I think every, everybody in local government is familiar with them. Yeah, we still get we get something like contentious um, correspondence, isn't it? Sometimes we can say, right, we've, we've heard you six times on this topic. Thank you very much. Um, vexatious inquiries. Vexatious, vexatious inquiries, yes. Vexatious, indeed. Yes, right. yes. So, uh, yeah, but it, it is it is odd. And, you know, you, you log in, I log in, log into Microsoft Edge or whatever, and all these news stories get prompted up at me and I have a quick flick through them. But some of them I just look at them and think, nah, you know, and I look at where the websites are, all these things being posted, I think, oh, hello. Um, the, the, the danger of that, in a way, is that some of the, if you like, real stuff either doesn't get heard or doesn't get promoted about. Um, I think um, many years ago, um, Margaret Thatcher used to talk about Great Britain PLC. And many years ago, I met a, house, a member of parliament. I thought more of them then than I do now. But anyway, that's another matter. And I asked him, why do we never see a profit and loss account or a balance sheet for Great Britain PLC? And he said to me, well, frankly, it's nobody's interest to tell you. The government don't want to tell you because they want to hug that to themselves. The opposition don't want to tell you because they want to be, you know, government one day. And so that information is not shared. You can find stuff, you know, into the modern days of transparency. You look it up and it's it's too much. It's horrendous. Tiles and tiles of, of statistics and all the rest of it. I think The Guardian was the first newspaper, again, some years ago, that produced something that looked like Great Britain PLC, and of course it's very topical now. What are we spending? What's our income? How does that, you know, operate? I mean, income needs to exceed expenditure in every level of life, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Um, well, we, when we get this statement in seventeenth of November, mm. um, all this stuff we used to hear about. Oh, so much this year, and so much in a full year. We used to get the old budget guys and the Chancellor Exchequer standing on his hind legs in the Commons, uh, supping brandy to keep himself going. Um, 
The that's not a gossip, by the way. That's a, <laughs> that's actual, and I don't blame them. Um, so it, it will be fascinating at some points. No, I mean, these issues about uh, what about the NHS? I mean, Rishi Sunak's giving messages out that you know we'll, we'll support the NHS. The idea that there's going to be lots more money for the NHS. Can you remember all those the Brexit buses? You know, three hundred fifty million quid a week or stuff. You know, it never appeared really. Um, uh, we know we've got um, you know, this issue around the, the war in Ukraine and uh, the current defence minister is saying, well, we don't want any cuts in defence, thank you very much, otherwise I'm, you know, resigning. Um, it, it, nobody said it was going to be easy. And, of course, we take on a lot of debt from supporting businesses in lockdown and so forth. Uh, it will be fascinating to see it all, but it w- I'm hoping that we can see probably from uh, from uh, some newspapers, uh, what it actually means, not just what it means in terms of households and individuals, businesses, um, councils even. But, you know, what does the profit and loss account for Great Britain PLC look like? be interesting to see. It probably was a lot healthier. It, well, yeah, I think that's right. I used to think um, we had enough wealth in our nation that we could... The ideologies could um, have a sway. You know, you've got a, a conservative government in, and it was all about privatisation, and then Labour government got in, it was all about nationalising, and, and there was enough slack in the system for them to, to survive. Then we got to a point where there was only just enough money to make things sense of things, and all that quietened down a bit. And I thought, OK, thank God. but I, I, I was foolish. I didn't see it coming. Once you've got less money, the ideological response is returned. Uh, you know, oh, we can't, we can't, um, we've got to decide, we haven't got the money to do anything. Oh, and therefore, for this reason, we must do that. You know, I didn't see it coming. Um, so I, I was I was pleased too soon. Um, and uh, some of the stuff we've been seeing very lately, of course, with um, trussonomics, as it's been called, was very much an ideological driven approach um, to the economy. Uh, and of course, it fell flat on its face. But there we are. Um, Indeed, indeed. I, 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 you know, I, there's many a subject you know that we could go into, mm. and and again, as you were saying, you know, the ideological answer to things is we would love to do more. However, mm. we can't at the moment yeah. because of this. You know, you can't have that if you want this. Mm. Whereas we heard less of that previously. Now, I think, as you say, as we as mm. we head towards, um, you know, the, this, this coming year, and obviously the the, the statement due soon, how much more. Of the well, we can definitely not do that now, or this has to be cut back. Mm. And I think it, it, you know, one of the things that I think history teaches us: it's all of these these fringe bits go first, and, yes. and, and that's the trouble, isn't it? You know, the, the the bit where where these initiatives are going well. But you know, we could go back years ago to the Shore Start centres and, yes. and youth clubs and things like that. They were very quickly. Yes, we, we can't have those now. I don't think there's any county left that has youth. No, no, I I think they've gone, unless they're in private. The town and parish councils take them on sometimes. Sometimes that can happen, uh, which is is great. Um, uh, The other thing that has been under threat and uh, we've lost in some cases has been libraries. You know, we we keep the police, we'll keep the nurses, we'll we'll, we'll keep this and the other. Oh, libraries, we can save some money there. Um, it, we all used to think that the 1964 Act meant you couldn't close libraries, but actually there is a process where you might be able to do it. Uh, one of the London boroughs has actually managed to do it. I can't remember just now which one it was. Um, but uh, we're now getting community-run libraries, and the first county that got into that was Buckinghamshire, uh, run by volunteers. Um, and in Gloucestershire, we were fortunate that um, uh, we were able to, you know, it was a question of, you know, run it or lose it. And we've got now got eight community libraries running in Gloucestershire. And the 
county council, fair play to it, is, is putting some money in and there's, there's an officer, the county library service that supports us all. They've still made huge savings, um, um, but we've, we've, been, we've just had our 10th anniversary in my village. We're running a community library there. Um, and, it, and, and it's good stuff. But it was, yeah, if you like, it was a potential um, target for cuts. Um, uh, I'm sad, of course, that uh, people who are trained as librarians, um, you know, some of them have, have lost work. They're now less librarians. And, uh, you know, that I'm sad about that. Um, but, you know, the communities, libraries are being run. I mean, we're still in the same book lending system, same book lending network. You know, it, it's not, we're not a separate animal. Um, and and it's, it's, it's working fine. I, I didn't know, you know, whether they were going to have any more libraries, but they've obviously decided for the moment that eight is enough. Uh, but libraries you, are community hubs, aren't they, really? I mean, look, I mean, when we set, space too. we set up the one in our village of Mitchardeen, we didn't set it up as a library. We set it up as a community hub, you know, from its constitution mm. point of view. And when we're going back, we talked a bit earlier about, you know, warm hubs and warm spaces. Yes. Mm. Um, we don't have to make any changes to our constitution if we want to get into that. Um, uh, you know, we still have to work out the, the, the ins and outs of it. Um, county libraries in Gloucestershire are looking at doing some things, not opening extra hours, but making it more welcoming to people, you know, when they are open. Um, at, at a village level, we had a meeting um, the other day about... You know, what about it from a village perspective? Um, where can people go? What facilities might there be? Um, if, for example, the library's only open certain days or the cafes are only open in the mornings, whatever it is. Um, it's almost a bit like the pandemic where a lot of people suddenly volunteered to help elderly housebound people get their groceries in, you know. Um, so it may be, um, we don't yet know how severe the winter's going to be, but we know a lot of people are going to be, frankly, hard up. Um, as to what the demand is going to be and how we might manage it. Um, talking about restarting the, the monthly lunch club in our village, for example. Um, it's Again, it's back to community level, it's back to local action, it's back to self-help. Um, and um, lots of good examples around. And uh, going to be more, even more necessary. And I, and I and I think you know, Andrew, this 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 harks back to what you you know your presentation. The respond locally. Yes. These we you know these uh, you know where I live, we have a community centre that does um, that's our warm space. It's been set up for that. Mm. Also has um, we have a, a book swap um, yes. yep. set, set up in there. It's also a drop off point for the food bank. Yeah. So it does lots of community led activities. So all these community groups. You know, in, in the you know going back, would have all had somewhere to do that from. Slowly over time, that's mm. a road. They now all come to this hub. This I think yeah. these hubs are important yeah. in in communities where all the things I need to do mm. are in one central location. Yeah. And again, it, it, there's the sustainability of that single building mm. is far better mm. than having several buildings. As yes. you say, open one day a week here, yes. then there's open one day. I could have this whole building open all week yes. and, and, and manage everything in one place. Yeah. And, and that works nicely, I think. I yeah. think that helps. I mean, one local council told me they, they do give and take events. In other words, you bring along things, you, you know, need, might be warm clothing particularly, yeah. and, you know, make it freely available and, and other people take it away. We've um, done coat swaps. We've coat done swaps, co yeah. Coat, sw coat yeah. swaps. Yeah. Um, not everybody's got a, a, a charity shop. We've got one in our village, as it turns out. Um, and, uh, you know, th that's another route for this kind of thing. Um, there's a warm welcome. It's a national um, movement uh, network uh, supported by uh, several churches 
Um, and, you know, that's one of the things they're recommending. You know, if you've got some blankets or warm clothes or things that um, you don't need anymore for whatever reason, you take them down to the hub so that somebody mm. can get benefit of it. I mean, the thought of some people, you know, if it's this thing about money, you know, eat or eat, you know, people being stuck in their houses because um, they, they, they can't afford the, the eating, but they can't get out to go to other places either. And these people are going to be at serious risk. Um, Do you think it's generally the elderly? Well, by and large, it would be the elderly that uh, find the difficulty getting out. I mean, um, some elderly people, you know, their partner may have been the person that drove and mm. they've died, you know, mm. and so there they are. Um, not everybody's steady on their feet, whatever it is, ice, ice on the road, whatever. When we were younger, um, people would say to us they were worried about ice on the pavement, so it was a bit too hot, and we'd sort of hide a smile behind our hands. Now we're getting older ourselves, we realise what they were on about. You the, know? Threat, the threat is real. Well, it <laughs> yeah. is, and uh, you know we're going to more likely to, to bend or break when we fall over than the, when we were younger. My father's ninety-two, and he says oh, yeah. every year he says if I can get make it through to the end of February, I'll be all right. Yes, and no, it's, it's no. this fear of winter. No, no, I, I, I relate to that very much, and. And um, uh, we're all just going to have to do the best we can. Um, uh, getting back to the messages and how you say things, the, that it has to be, the more it can be, if you like, neutrally available, rather than saying, oh, you're old, you're horrible, you're whatever it is, you know. Um, that's part of it too as well. Um, so it's, um, you know, it is back to communication and availability. And I just... During the pandemic, I don't know if everywhere had people queuing up to help older people get their groceries, but certainly it was very strong in, in where I live. Yeah, I, I, I was going to echo that. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, we had we had a, the, the group were really really quickly. We were we were relatively lucky. Um, one of the uh, national trust sites that that had catering provided the catering services right. because they couldn't be open. So they were doing hot meals to support those in the community. Well, a lot of um, businesses adapted completely, mm. didn't they? To instantly, to instantly over, over, you know, they say, you know, and those and those markets they moved into, they've stayed in. They've mm. clearly seen a benefit from doing it a certain way or a new yeah. way or adapting something they were doing, yeah. and that's made a big difference. Mm. I know our community support groups where where I live that were set up still exist, and th and they they morph as needed. To do, you know, originally it was it was lockdown. Then it might be, as you say, you know, uh, social isolation or mobility. So, what what one of the groups that was doing the the food parcels for those we we have been identified. They are now doing the COVID booster and flu pickup. So they're using right. the community transport to pick those up that find mobility difficult, bringing them to the local surgery to have their booster, mm. and then dropping them back. So that, that you know, the, the bus is still doing something in the community, mm. not what it was originally envisaged to do. No. That, and I think that's being repeated countrywide. I think mm. groups are looking at what you know. The question that yeah. the, the Deborah said: What can we do? Yeah. We've got all this. Where do you yeah. need us? Yeah. And and that's making a, a big impact. And, and a number of companies, particularly those with larger workforces, are very much driven by their employees and they're concerned about things. Sometimes they have a. A company charity each year, or their local volunteering, or whatever it is, and um, you know those companies that are able to do that uh, are very much responding and, and doing great good things. I had a lovely story from one of our library volunteers um, earlier in the week, um, and she was being brought up in London in the war, and of course there was rationing and, and all the rest of it. 
And she said um, what she remembers is that, you know, each household would, would have a little store of, of special goodies. They would, they would put away, you know, they got cold of them. And if a, if, a, if a local child had a birthday, all these goodies would come out so that, that child could have a lovely birthday mm. party. And that's a lovely story. Um, and, you know, very much about community self-help. I mean, as you said, even in London, which is not necessarily known for a lot of that, um, it, 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 was, it was quite something in those days. And so maybe we'll see more of that. Yeah, let, let's hope. I, I think that's a nice point to to end um, today's podcast on and, and you know, uh, uh, the hope for a brighter future. Andrew Manifant, it's been absolutely wonderful talking with you today. Oh, of course, I've got Shelley with me as well. We've had a really, really good time. I think yeah. we've covered some really interesting subjects. And it's going to be, you know, obviously, once you've fully settled into to your new role at the SLCC and those action packs are out there, I'm yes. sure we'll probably have you back again in the future. Fantastic. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed myself this afternoon. Thank you.